sit through the intro last week with Mike and uh, <laughs> I had to sit through it too with these two idiots. How are you going there, Mike? Uh, don't be hating on my performance. I thought I nailed it. You even re- received some really good reviews from, from that intro and uh, thought it was pretty accurate for one and two. I heard it was pretty good and funny. So uh, My countrymen hated it. No, no one liked your accent, and they don't, they don't think you're funny. You sound jealous. You sound jealous this morning. That, that's all I'm hearing. Uh, how about you, Raph? How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, but I'd have to agree with you, Melon. I think he uh, he definitely cheapened your your guys' accent, so I, my heart goes out to all of Australia. And also, no one can see this because uh, Mike is under disguise right now, but... Um, He's not wearing the flair that he normally wears. He usually wears like some sort of Brett Michaels ensemble with the, the bandana and hat. And, for, and I'm very disappointed because we haven't seen each other in a while. So mm. I was kind of, I mean, I just so everybody knows, I woke up about 4.30 my, my time. And the only reason I did, I didn't even set an alarm. I just, I set the alarm in my heart because I, I was so happy to see Mike with his Brett Michaels ensemble. And I was really disappointed this morning. Really disappointed. He says his heart, but it was actually his... Uh... <laughs> it was actually his uh oh god i'm gonna ruin the joke never mind he had to get up and pee because he's getting old that, that that's the end that's the whole end state of the joke but what, what was i thinking your bladder yeah. old man bladder. no it's that no it's that really difficult word prostate that's it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. my prostate's flaring up i'm you know i'm in my mid-40s now i had to get up but i'll just call up my heart and say i was thinking of mike you got yeah. got it Special op smash. <laughs> well, if we get the bandana or we get that Tiger King hat. No. That, that's hands down my favorite. I, I So I cleaned up. That's that's what they're getting at. I grew out my beard a little bit. I got a haircut. Um, I was very blessed to go to the great state of Texas uh, the last five days. And I attended uh, the real Kenny G's wedding. So shout out to Kenny and Alexis. Um they had a wonderful wedding. It was out in uh, Eastern Texas at a uh, kind of this barn wedding, a completely redone inside, dance floor. Uh, it was just absolutely uh, a beautiful venue. But uh, yeah, it, it was just really cool. I did learn one thing. Did you know in Texas, when you're slow dancing, the male kind of does this, I call it the Texas hook. And they, it, it looks like they got their women in a headlock when they're when they're dancing it's it's weird it's it's something but check it out and i even asked i was like hey is uh is is this a thing like or am i just out of the game so much i don't know how to slow dance anymore and they're like oh no it's it's definitely a texas thing it's it's this headlock hey come dance with me girl type thing um yeah but anyways outside of that it was just a great time uh it had everything there was two tornadoes uh, there was some great food, lots, lots and lots and lots of, uh, of uh, beer and liquor. And uh, there was even some virtual reality and taking out the zombie apocalypse. Uh, so that was pretty, uh, that was pretty eventful. But overall, it was a good trip. So I wanted to look my best, as everyone deserves. It's a big shout out to Kenny and Alexis. And, you know, we wish them every happiness. I was to a pretty special, pretty special couple, pretty special pair powerhouse yeah they're and absolutely they're, they're those guys are just a real kenny g i haven't met alexis but i mean kenny g's a he's a real national treasure and i'm not talking about the country singer either <laughs> and what have you been up to there tia how's it been going has he been tearing he, it up he is absolutely tearing up we had a really good day yesterday um out in this area called Coeur d'Alene. when you were up did you ride dude did you ride up here are you familiar? Oh, no, but I heard you talk. I've heard you and my good buddy Justin Abel talk about Coeur d'Alene quite a bit. Yeah, dude, it's literally, I almost don't want to say it too loud, but it's heaven on earth, mate. It's absolutely one of the most beautiful places. And it's, you know, not far from where we live. So uh, we spent the, you know, because I'm getting ready to go to work. So uh, we just spent the, decided to spend a whole day there just, you know, chasing the bean and 
just enjoying the what I mean, the weather's amazing out here right now with the lush, lush trees. And uh, <laughs> for you, Mike, um, no, it's been, dude, we've been busy, man. Just projects around the house. Um, Aubrey's, you know, really shaping up the garden in the front and the back. She built the sandbox for little man who he just he like, literally that's where he lives. Like he just last night he or in the evening or whatever he um, he jumped. <laughs> he was done taking a bath, you know, because that's kind of how we wind him down for the day. And this little this little dude went through the doggy door, went outside, went downstairs, and he's in the sandbox right after a shower. So he needed two shower or he needed two baths. But just it's been nonstop with him, and it's been a lot of fun. Sounds like he's old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He when he's had a few yeah. drinks, Raph comes crawling in the doggy door. Aubrey, <laughs> need a bath. I've been out with the boys again. I can't hang. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I really appreciate you guys uh, give me the, the pass last week. And that was a, a really great episode. I had a, a, a good laugh and, 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 and listened to that while actually driving to and from rugby training here because I've uh, managed to get in a couple of games here with my club old collegians. Uh, Michael and I both have trained and had a couple of games and we just packed out, I just packed the boots away for another year and put them back into storage. And it's always, I always put them away and I think, is this the last one? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm good to go. I hope you washed them before you put them away, you, you filthy man. <laughs> you knock the dirt off, mate. If then, you know, you got to toughen up with hard love. <laughs> but yeah, and uh, we're shaping to uh, pack in the car, sort of, it's it's nighttime here, it's 11 p.m. here now. I know it's early for you guys. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, we're driving, it's 750 k's, so I think it's about 450 miles or so, about an eight hour, eight and a half hour drive to Melbourne in the morning. So uh, in the evening tomorrow, we'll be over in my hometown, which is right on the southeast corner. And uh, yeah, I'll be finally able to see my mom and my brothers and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's been great to be here and see all Cherry Sunny. We just paid our respects uh, this evening and went back to the the great grandma, the ninety five year old matriarch, and uh, Annie played a few songs on the piano, and we sort of paid our respects here and gave her a kiss. And yeah, so this part's ended in the trip, and now off to Melbourne for a couple of weeks there with my side. So uh, happy days here. That's awesome, man. I love the yeah, piano too. The fact that Annie was there and like the generational, because I don't know, if, I don't know. If, I think we talked about it before, but it's a generational thing to play the piano. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. to have Annie there and do that is pretty awesome. And he's just like ready to go at any moment. She's like a an MP3 player. Like Annie's got a couple of songs, <laughs> and she would just literally go. And uh, Cherry's grandmother was asking him if uh, Cherry would sing. And so then they had to a quick like which song they both wanted to play. So we got a, a, a rendition of Don't Stop Believing. Oh, that's Journey's new one, isn't it? They just came out with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've heard good things. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a classic, don't fight it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, happy days. I, I just made the Billboard Top 100. <laughs> It's funny. It's it's pretty much about Cherry's sister. So she's the girl from the small town, small town girl here in Adelaide, and she married a guy from Detroit. So we reckon that's a song about them. Uh, there's one about Raph. It's called Despacito, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it came out last year. I don't know if you heard that one. <laughs> yeah, I I think my favorite gif or meme or whatever it is is uh, you know the current administration when he was when he was running for election. And somehow he thought that that's how he was going to communicate with my people was he was going to just play that song. <laughs> dude, every time I see that, dude, I literally laugh for almost 20 minutes. I'm like, I want to meet the asshat that was like, hey, if you really want to meet, you know, the Hispanic population and just really want to transcend with them, just walk up to the microphone, to the booth and just play this song. I'm like, what? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Well, I it love worked. it. I love it. Yeah, I'll just, yeah. I can't even take our government politics seriously anymore. <laughs> well, Mother, that's a good point to step off because that's always a, a, a topic that uh, doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And, and yeah, no well, what the topic's going to be this week, we're sort of 
you guys had a really great uh, conversation last weekend and this week we thought we'd um, push the topic, our tips and processes for accessing your most productive state. So we all know sometimes we're uh, kicking goals and we're advancing the ball and the field and we're, um, you know, moving towards goals and whatnot. And we know that there's other times sometimes the back wheels are spinning and it's like, what are we doing how are we uh, organising ourselves? What is it that, that each of us do to access that state? Or what are the common threads when we are productive to try and uh, chew this one over? So do you want to kick us off there, uh, Mike? Yes. <clears throat> Thank you, Melon. I really appreciate that. Going first, throw me out there to the dogs. Um... Quibbling. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just making notes and I'm uh, buying time. Yeah, so thinking about tips and processes. Okay, so I kind of experienced this actually when I was in Texas, and it was through this uh, that virtual reality game, actually. I know it's kind of a different way to look at it, but so we went out, and uh, it's a, I don't know if anybody ever done it, but it's full immersion into this game. And I, I know it's a fun example, but I, I – I like having fun and I don't like to take life too seriously when I don't have to. But the whole thing was kind of a vacation, you know, being in Texas, just hanging out, dancing, having a couple of drinks, being around some great people and Kenny and everybody. Um, but it was like, hey, dude, they got this VR thing, so let's go do it. And it's about 45 minutes uh, in, in this game. And the scenario was like the zombie apocalypse. And getting into it, it's just you know it's a video game it's fun whatever but it's just like it's very team oriented and that is one thing that really accesses being proactive and like in a very healthy positive state is when i'm in a team environment and the reason being is just because there's so much going on there's so much so many different thought processes ideas uh strengths weaknesses uh, whether it's physically, uh, verbally, emotionally, like whatever, like some people. Um, so Dr. Tony from our previous episode, he, he joined me on our raid against the undead and uh, he was absolutely hilarious. Um, he was high stepping, he was swearing, he was freaking out when like a horde would come around a corner. Like it was hilarious, but um, that's, that's him. But uh, he, he was on there doing his thing and being able to communicate to kind of, you know, communicate, hey, this is what we need to do in order to win, uh, you know. And again, I know this is a, a virtual reality video game, but it's a lot more fun to talk about than everyday real life. Um, but that's like one thing for me, man, just like to kind of kick this thing off is I like to put myself in an environment that really allows my 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 core skills and attributes to to be employed so um communicate being a mentor in the moment leadership um like giving direction you, you you know like that sort of environment where i'm depending on someone else and they're depending on me it just elevates my thinking it elevates okay hey i know they're, they're they have to do this what can i do after that or how can i support them how can i do this Hey, you do this while I do this. All right, we got each other's back. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it can kind of go over to anything really, whether it's a, a work environment, um, an office environment, uh, sports or like whatever. You have your sectors. You, Hey man, I'm going to do this and you do this. If this happens, you know, you just go and, and it really elevates your thinking because it's no longer about you. And that's the point that I want to get to is it's not just about me. It's about other people. Now I'm invested. Now, now I'm here. I have to be present. I have to practice these things and employ them. So um, just off the top of my head, that was the most recent one for me and the most fun. Yeah, nice. Do you, like, I know that this is obviously stuff that you're really good at. And this is um, not zombies, but the whole small group in a uh, tactical scenario. Do you, can you observe yourself when you are better and worse in that situation? Or is it now after the, all these years and training and development and so on, that is you in your best? Like you get into that scenario and you immediately access that state. I think I definitely just immediately access it, or at least I want to. Now, sometimes I have to reserve myself a little bit depending on the group that I'm in. So if I come off 
and just let that stuff out. Sometimes people are intimidated by it. Some sometimes people are still trying to figure out, oh, oh my God, like what's going on, you know, and they're not even at that level yet. So I have to read the room or whoever, you know, in a team environment, I have to read the room and figure out, okay, how do I approach this? How do I insert myself as far as like, okay, hey, we're going to break this down. We're going to talk about communication first. All right, now we're going to talk about this next and then this next and, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So th that depends, but it's it's kind of a, uh, it's kind of like a light switch for me when I get into that environment and it's just like, hey, you're being asked to do something as a team. I kind of already envision myself as the leader just because I have been for at work for a while, but that's just how I am because I, I think it comes down to confidence. And it's like, hey, I don't, you know, I may not be the best at this, but I'm going to figure it out. And hey, everybody come in. Let's let, let's do this together. You know, I'm not like a charge in with my head first and see what happens type person. Um, I, I like to be be well thought out, to say the least. So but my, my sort of thought there, just hearing you talk, Mike, was probably this would be similar to, to Rafa I get getting a tasking for, for a flight mission, like for us to get a sortie, we'd be able to access that flow state really easily. I had a, um, are, are you happy if I jump in with sort of oh. what I've been thinking? Yeah. So I was thinking, um, for me, I know like when I'm effective and when I'm um, really getting stuff done in a productive way, I've, I've resolved stuff that is outstanding for me personally. And, and normally the, the stuff that comes up for me is like inside the marriage if there's an issue there I, I just can't it i can sort of grind away but i'll never get into that high high flow state and so when i was thinking about this i was thinking my um like my first step is taking responsibility and cleaning up any mess i have i'm making sure i've restored my integrity specifically with my wife first anything else inside my family close friends and then any co-workers and that's always my first step to really getting into a space where I'm highly productive. Um, but a conversation, if there's something outstanding, that'll always be a barrier and I'll never be operating at my uh, maximum potential. Um, but resolving that stuff gives me a clarity and a confidence then to sort of just act just to be myself without something hanging over my head that I know there's some, there's just a thing I've not taken care of here or that I'm, I'm presenting a facade in this situation. And I know that there's shit going on behind the scenes that I've not sorted out. And I know that when I've seen myself in, uh, when I've done this versus when, when there's something that hasn't been resolved, I know that the outcome is chalk and cheese. There's not even, uh, it's not even the same thing at all. Like I can sort of get through on a grind, but I'm never in that flow state of high productivity. So my first step was um, taking responsibility of cleaning up integrity, uh, any, any mess, then getting uh, clarity around big picture goals. So the piece of work that I'm undertaking now, how's that going to fit inside whatever the big goal is and how's it going to be forwarding that action? Like there might be a, you know, a meeting with a, an accountant or something that sort of sucks some university work or a tasking that I'm not really uh, into. And I've just sort of got to get clear on how that fits in my overall goal. And I'm always pretty clear on my big picture goals. And then when I've got pick clarity around that, that small piece, there's like a logical flow to what I'm going to do then. And then I can sort of get into it, but getting that clarity before I begin is, is always better than if I just start. So, you know, getting, cleaning up any mess with the, with the, Waffle, any, yeah, go ahead, Rob. It's interesting. So, um, that's, I think, what you're describing there about where you know there's things that you don't want to do, or they're just you're not enthusiastic about them, but you kind of, um, I think it's called either a tag or a hook. And I, and I think I, I think it was Tim Ferriss who talked about this, and I don't know who he took it from, but basically, um, if you need, you know, to help you kind of motivate you a bit to try to, uh, have some enthusiasm behind a task or a set of tasks that you're just not like, you just don't like, let's be honest, man, there's just certain things you don't want to do, like getting up early in the morning. Right. Um, yep. But if you tag it with something more important, whether it's a person, whether it's like an overall arching theme, like, you know, what, like, you know, losing weight, 
right? So you're like, hey, I'm trying to lose weight, so I can't eat the stupid cookie, but I want to eat the cookie, but I can't eat the cookie because I'm trying to, you know, trying to thin out. Um, but anyways, yeah, you're just the overarching importance or you're, you're tagging it or hooking it to that. And that usually helps kind of, um, you know, add that level of motivation that you normally wouldn't have if you're just looking at the task itself. Yeah. And it, getting into that flow state where you're then productive is sort of how I sort of approach this question. And when I've done those two things and I've re- any interpersonal stuff, any outstanding personal stuff for me is resolved and I'm clear I've, I've gotten clear I've revisited a financial goal or a, a study goal or a fitness goal or a, a family goal or something to do with travel and I'm like right and then get into the you know the grindy phone conversation with an airline during the middle of the pandemic to try and resolve plane tickets and stuff you know and you're like that's going to just suck but I've, I'm, I'm in I'm clear with what I'm doing here and you're in a more powerful position tied in with that I have a um like having little rewards attached to little milestones. So um, I didn't used to do this. I read about it and didn't do it. And now I'm sort of much better at having the reward. Just, it could be a a nice meal. It could be a good conversation. It could be a a nice cold drink or freaking taking a break from study and going out to the pool for half an hour. Just little little things that are um, reinforcing those steps that you've been doing. And you, you're training your own brain like a friggin', like you're training a dog or a child, you know. And you're just having the reward as, as, as associated with hitting a goal, like actually doing something, achieving something, not like doing half an hour's work. No, no, no. Like you've completed a paper, or you've made that call. Yeah, I, Mel. If I could jump in, I really like it's kind of envisioning. So you're envisioning it and re, and re envisioning it to be something else. So like running. I, I hate running. It's very boring to me, right? So if I go out for a 45-minute run, it's like, okay, I've ran this trail multiple times. It's, it's the same thing. And if I think of it that way, it's kind of like, oh, God, I got to go out and run again. This is boring. I'm just going to get tired. I'm sweaty, like whatever. But if I think of it in a different setting, it kind of pushes me to bring out like this, that mentality of like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, to be in a very healthy, proactive state, it's just like, okay, I'm not running for my health just to run and just be out here on the same path. I'm running because I have to get to extract in 45 minutes, you know, so like I'm running for purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm changing my mentality of how I'm approaching this run uh, or, hey, someone's injured and they're depending on me and I have to run to them. Otherwise, you know, they're going to get worse. And it's like, okay, I have purpose. I have to keep running because there's a reason, you know, and I kind of retrain my brain and envision me running. I know it sometimes it helps, but like envisioning myself in full kit running on a battlefield and I'm trying to get from point A to point B for a purpose in which I needed versus the very boring run from A to B down the street, same path, you know, same scenery. It's just like fully immerse yourself and imagine like something different. I, I know that kind of brings out a better side. Yeah, for sure. Like that. I've referred to that before is um, the con the context is all in your own mind and the content is, is what it is like the run in this example, or it could be for me like rugby training or playing another game of rugby at this stage. And like legit, my, my big picture goal there is to play a game of open grade adult rugby with my son. So like, I'm literally like, I've got six years, he'll be 18. And if that happens or it doesn't happen, like that's neither here nor there, but in the moment I can go train and do my best and play and do all those things. And I've got like, this is, like I'm not just doing one more. It's no, no. It's in service of this bigger goal, and you know that's 100% under my control. Whereas the day to day just comes and goes, right? The third thing I had was um, automation of decision making. So doing a big chunk of research, making my assessment, and and then acting, doing that cycle once and doing it pretty well, and then just having that automate. And, and having a process run so I don't have to continue to re I don't get like decision fatigue so like if I'm going to eat a certain diet I just freaking really think about it read 
and then like just automate the, the shopping and like buy the same stuff every time so that I'm not like continually rethinking over it. And I sort of keep my decision energy for stuff that counts. So it, it, it could be exercising at a certain time of day. It could be doing study at a certain time of day, just getting a routine established with one block of research and getting it done and then just running that for a while and trusting the fact that you've made the research because I don't know, like Raph with a cookie, if I, if I let myself go through that decision process too long, I'll get that decision fatigue and I tend to slide into inaction. You know what I mean? And I'll be like freaking, I'm on the couch rather than, or I'm on the computer doing BS research on stuff I already know rather than just doing it, going and doing the 45 minute workout or whatever it is. So that was sort of the things I thought about. So I was taking, go ahead, Raph. No, I was going to say, I think that's a, that's, I think you pointed out something that's really important and it's the peril of letting your emotions dictate what you're going to do, right? So I think a lot of times when you're elated and you're you're high on the hog, so to speak, and you've done some good stuff, it's easy to accomplish a lot of stuff. But it's but it's also true for the inverse. So whenever you're just not in a good emotional space, like whether it's baggage from a relationship or your home, um, but you still, but that's the thing. But that's the trick is that you still have to be productive, right? Like you listen, the world doesn't care, like. It, it's still, you still need to accomplish things. It doesn't care about your feelings. And, um, you know, th there are people that are outliers like um, Goggins, I think comes to mind where he, that dude just grinds no matter what. That dude could probably have cancer and he's still going to go run a hundred miles. Cause that's just his, you know, he's just, he likes to suffer in that regard. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's important to understand that a lot of times our emotion is what dictates how we feel and how we're going to go about our, our productiveness in the day. Cause I, I know for a fact that I'm very in tune, you know, like, let's say for, I'm going back to the cookie, but let's say that I'm trying to eat better. I'm trying to, you know, clean up my diet or so to speak. And if I, for some reason succumb to that cookie, right. If I, or just whatever it is, junk food, it kind of messes with me. I, it's almost like I've, I've, it's already defeated me and it's stupid because it's just a, a stupid piece of crap. But the point is I know internally that I let this inanimate, non-emotional thing with chocolate or whatever on it, like completely defeat and derail this path of, of, um, of higher calling or whatever you want to call it, man. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to be, uh, like I said, a better state of uh, flow state, more accomplished. And uh, yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought with that. What I'm trying to get to is basically just, you have to be really, really aware of the fact that, you know, your emotion will dictate how you respond. And so you have to be really, keen with how you are emotionally in that state and and just know that yeah. if you're vulnerable you have to at some point just be like all right this is where i draw the line i'm not gonna go i'm not gonna cross that line because once i do i'm not coming back right like you're gonna just ruin the rest of that day i, I saw a really good one where it was this was described as genuine deep self-confidence comes from um observing yourself do the small things you said you'd do and, and it's not the big thing. It's actually the little things like the cookie or the little things like calling your mum or, you know, getting to work 10 minutes early. Whatever it is for you that you've decided these are the little things that I'm going to do. And when you do them, you have a real confidence. You have a genuine confidence in yourself. It's not a, a fake facade putting on a, a chrome exterior that I'm actually confident. But you're like, no, no, I know. I can trust myself in the future. If I decide to do something, that will get done. And that, that shifts a whole lot of other things as well as well as just being productive and you know you know you can rely on yourself like i reckon a lot of stress and procrastination is like you know you're not sure i'm not sure the future melon's not going to eat that freaking cookie or isn't you know you write out a list of stuff that you're going to get done and you're like me tomorrow has like a thousand things to do and then right. tomorrow's like you know what i mean you're like you have this thing where you're treating your future self like a slave and then when that's you you're like i'm not going to do that I'm not going to listen to that guy yesterday. And it's like a whole, it sets you up to be not productive at all. Whereas when you have that confidence of just doing those little things routinely and you actually tick them all off and you know that you can do it. Like, you know, you don't go down the middle of the supermarket, you know, you're just not getting any of that processed junk in your trolley. You're just going around the outside and leaving. Yeah. You're just putting your shoes on and going, going for that run like Michael saying. Anyway, so just to, to recap, my three were clearing up any issues in your personal life taking responsibility there, uh, getting clear around your big picture goals and how the, 
the small one you're working on fixed into that. And then the third one was automating your decision-making so you don't uh, get decision fatigue and slide into inaction. All right, how about you there, Tia? Mine are actually a lot easier and I guess more Spartan-esque. Um, you know, I, I've realized that for myself um, and just really, this really holds true. When I suffer a little bit throughout the day, I tend to, that builds my optimism and that builds my confidence. So anything like, you know, a cold, a cold shower or a cold bath um, or a workout, just something that's really challenging. It just, it really opens up. Um, it just really opens up my confidence and it really just kind of gives me the momentum that I need. Cause I think, cause you know, it's true. Like I start to think, you know, if I could, if I could take a cold shower and sit in that son of a bitch for 10 minutes, what can't I do? Like, honestly, just, it's, maybe it's just fake bravado, call it what you will. But for me, it definitely like, it lights my ass up and I'm, and I'm, I jump out of that once I, once I thaw out, because <laughs> initially I'm trying to get feeling back in my fingers and you know, we have that deep well water too. So it's cold. I mean, it comes from like 500 feet underneath the ground. So it's, it's cold water. It's not, you know, I don't put ice in, it, but it's cold enough. I do the cold shower, but no joke in Riyadh, the cold water's coming out at like 85, 90. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't make it any colder. Like, I used to do this. Like, oh, yeah. where you are in wintertime, that's legit. I, I I measured it a couple times. I think it was like 49 degrees. 49. <laughs> yeah, 49 or 48. It's cold. It's frosty. It's but that's like I, I don't feel bad for you. I'll, 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 <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I don't care. <laughs> I 100% agree with that, Raph. Like that. That exercising your willpower to do something that you would not normally, you would not do if you were just left up to your own devices, where you're exercising your actual willpower to do something, that is like a little victory every single time you do that. Like a cold shower, 100%. I, I was doing that when I was in Australia before moving to Saudi. And I reckon that's a, a perfect way to get the day going where you know you've come out of that into a slightly more powerful state than you would have if you just ran a hot shower. Yeah. Same thing with workouts, especially nowadays, now that I'm, you know, 44 years old. Yes, I'm 44, Mike. Um, you know, tw like 20 years ago, even 10, 15 years ago, you'd work out for numbers, right? Like I bench press, blah, blah, blah. I squat this much. Now I'm just proud of the fact that I'm still working out with an elbow injury, a right knee that literally feels like it's going to come apart, a, a spine that wakes up and, you know, it's like, it's like that cereal box, you know, crisp be whatever it's like snap crackle pop but just just the fact that i'm still in in my little you know prison gym and getting a workout in right like the fact that I, it's because that in itself is such a a mental victory for me just the fact that i'm working around these in these old man injuries but i'm still squatting i'm still doing granted it's a lot longer and it's you know the warm-ups are, are definitely more <laughs> more specific but uh anyways that's that's also really good and then the other thing is a checklist i mean yes i'm a pilot and we live and die by checklist. But the truth is, it holds me accountable, especially to myself, because it's easy when you're tagging and you're hooking to something more important, like another person or uh, maybe a group of people, because that that drives you to uh, to you know do things at the higher end, anyways. But if it's if you're trying to accomplish something just for yourself, um, it's important to write that down on a piece of paper so you look at it. Because I don't know how, but it holds me accountable. Because I'm always coming back to the piece of paper. Because at the end of the day, if I look down and I've only crossed out one thing and I still have eight other things, I'm kind of like, ah, I feel like I failed, right? So the good thing is I can carry it over to the next day. But generally what happens is, and I, I cut myself some slack. I really, I do. I try to prioritize, right? I, I, I know in my mind, like the priority is these four things. So if I can just knock those four things out, anything above that is just icing on the cake. So yeah. checklists for me have always been massive. I mean, always. Um, and then the last thing is I've noticed fasting. Whenever I'm in a fasted state, when, whenever I don't eat for the first half of the day, because usually I'll fast till about one or two o'clock. Um, I, dude, I feel, I, I feel like I have the most energy. I really do. Now, it's not always. I'll, I'll completely admit there are times where I wake up and I'm like, I can't fast because I, I can tell that I, you know, I have a headache coming on because I haven't eaten yet. So I just, I'll just, I'll listen to my body. But there are times where, you know, I can go till, yeah, go ahead. I like I, I 100% endorse that like, intermittent fasting for me coffees and uh, ketone drinks during the day and a big salad when I get home from work like I feel sharp and clear-headed I feel clear-headed all day there's a there's a, a study been done where they do an IQ test at 
10 a.m. and it's you have a big breakfast with carbohydrates or nothing, and you're a couple of points higher if you haven't eaten anything. Now, this is not malnourished people. This is Western people who obviously have all the nutrients they need, and it's not children who are growing either. This is just adults. But I think there's a I think there's a misplaced belief that we need to wake up and eat immediately. And I don't think that I don't think the hunter gatherer Raf, Melon, and Mike would have woken up with a fridge full of food in the cave. You know what I mean? It was like you went out and got that. And so you you didn't eat for a couple of hours. I think that's what we've evolved to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and listening to you guys talk, I mean, there's a lot of mental and, and physical that go together. So like in, in, in mine, I use the mental side to picture myself doing something else while I'm running. And my mental state affects my physical state. For Raf, he's doing his physical state and it's affecting his mental state. So it's literally this, this seesaw of like going back and forth and being able to find balance within like everything that you do. And just like, you know, Hey, if your physical side is, is struggling, it's just like, Oh, I have no energy. I, I can't do this. I'm not passionate about this. Like, you know, if, if it's a subject that you're doing in school or, you know, something at work or a project, it's like, dude, there's no passion there. Um, you know, redefine it using your mental or physical state and, and try to alter it. You know, I mean, it's literally every example that we've talked about, it's one effect in the other or redirecting the other, the other's naturally going to follow kind of thing. So I, I, I'm picking up that pattern. What's up, Melon? You guys um, have the same belief around this. There's been a bit of a physical focus here. If you've got to do schoolwork, like we've all done uh, study as adults or paperwork that, you know, you, you, you're not loving, you're not, you're not out in a range, Mike and Raph and I aren't flying. Do you guys do this? Is it the same? Do you have a different way of accessing like your flow state or your productive state in that instance, Mike? So I'll answer that right now. Yes, because I'm, you know, I'm back in school and doing what I have to do. And my schooling is more tailored towards my job and writing, but like, okay, I'll put it out there. I was a C plus student in high school and I was a D student in English. Okay. Like I hated writing. I hated, I hated taking notes on notes on how to take notes. You know, I remember what? As in Spanish. Uh, no Espanol. Uh, I was going to say, I'll put it out there. None of us are surprised by this, Mike. Literally no, nobody listening right now is surprised. Yeah. If anybody reads the show notes and you see some stuff, it's like, ah, the punctuation's off. Then I probably wrote it. But, you know, when it comes to that stuff, I, I find it just very hard. I'm like, what does this have to do with, like, being in my job? You know, it's like, ah, this, does this have to be perfectly written? Does there have to be, you know, like Christopher Walken punctuation in there? You know, like the mission is going to be, you know what I mean? <laughs> but the way, again, the way I look at it is I'm not just sitting there typing away, writing a, you know, a command mission statement paper uh, about that. It's I'm learning how to write in order to get my, my men missions and how to get them work and how to influence other entities and people on, hey, these guys sound educated. These guys sound like, you know, the people that we want to put into this environment and, and actually do a, you know, a, a politically, you know, economically, whatever sensitive environment where it's, it takes a certain type of person, not just a, a gorilla with a with a rifle that can pull the trigger faster than anybody else. You know, it, there's a lot more to it. And especially in today's environment and the, the, the future war and type that we're going to be fighting, it takes a lot more than just trigger pulling. So I, I'm really pushing myself to look at it and being like, Hey, this is just another tool for the toolbox and not a class environment where I'm just a student, but I'm literally learning another way to fight a war. Uh, in a different state. So uh, that has helped me. And uh, I, I really hope it continues to help me because there's some, <laughs> there's some long projects coming up to say the least. <laughs> I think my trick is coffee. I drink lots of coffee. <laughs> I'm being completely honest, man. I just, I grind away. I just, with papers, I, um, I never had any joy with it. I just would drink coffee and just buckle down and just get it done and you know to be completely transparent there was always a chip off my shoulder because you know i'm son of migrant parents who had barely like a middle school education and you know they have a son with a master's degree so 
there was just that sense of like I'm pushing the bar, you know, for my lineage that much further, right? So hopefully my son Soren, or you know, if we have more children, um, they can hopefully they can sit there and say, well, if dad got a master's, then I can go further. I can start a company. I could, you know, become a get a PhD. Uh, so just to know that you can go further than what the last generation did. You know, there's always kind of carry that momentum. And I, I mean, I, there was times where I'd be sitting there, you know, 40 page paper, whatever. And it's just, it's miserable. But then you think to yourself, it could be worse. It could be a thousand percent worse. Yeah. You know, these are first world problems. Yeah. I, I kind of follow, I'll, I'll follow you up with that, Raf. is, you know, nobody in my immediate family has uh, a college degree and, you know, I'm not knocking them. Like my dad was a plumber and a carpenter, man. He, he loved working with his hands and that's kind of what he did. And, uh, you know, he, and he was very, very good at his job and made great money. You know, like we need those type of skills too, but it was never really pushed on me for like, uh, to get a degree. It's like, Hey, find out what you want to do and be happy. And, and, you know, the path I took is the one I took and I'm, and I love it. And I was honestly, at one point I was like, yeah, I, I don't need a degree. I don't need to do this. Like I have a lot of other skills that I can employ and do different things. But when this opportunity showed itself, it's just like, I couldn't think of a damn reason why I shouldn't and, and going through it. And partially, you know, I, because of you two guys uh, encouraging me again, Raf with his story that he just shared of like, Hey, I, you know, I had migrant parents and I got a master's degree and I'm like, well, sh shit, <laughs> like, you know, if he, if he could get one, you know, and, and, and then Melon over there, you know, like, you know, he's talking about Soren, man, he, he freaking inspiring me to not be a turd and actually do something. So, uh, no, but you know, I guess I kind of want to do the same thing is I want to raise the bar now too and be like, Hey, you know, it's not a master's degree. It's a bachelor's degree, but like, Hey, I'll be the first one to kind of go that route and, and, and do it. So, I think that's great. What's good about this is that um, for you, Mike, that was the, the challenge was undertaking study, right? There might be other people out there listening who have no issue at all academically, right? But it might be for them fitness or it might be a relationship or it might be family finances or, or a thousand things, parenting. And for all of us, there are going to be some things that come naturally and there are going to be some things that are a grind and it's how do you access that productive state in those areas that are not naturally, they're not easy. They're not, they're not the ones you fall into and you just, the work comes out perfectly and everyone's like, wow, look at this guy. I have a series of rituals I do around um, big reports at work or uh, the university assignments. And it was, I'd get my study area prepped. So it was like clean and like the same area and I'd get a stereo, like my speaker in there a playlist of um, music without any words in it. So it'd be instrumental jazz or classical or something. Could even be EDM music, but just nothing with any words that I'd lock onto and I'd drift and come off the page. I'd um, coffee. I literally, I literally just pictured Mac Daddy over your shoulder playing the trumpet, but go on. <laughs> uh, some song requests verbally. Um, coffee and... Um, like I'd, I'd shower and get ready and all that sort of stuff and just be like, as if I was going to work and then get into that room. And I'd, But it'd take me a little bit just to get a set as a ritual to access the flow state. And I found like over the course of doing a series of university assignments in the one room and then also doing reports for work, I was really getting much more uh, quickly into the flow state. And it's like the flow state is when the work just comes out and the, those blank Microsoft Word documents sort of ends up with, you know, pages and pages and the, the menu and the, it, it's all organizing itself. Like that's happening when you're in the flow state. And it's like, how do you get from blank page into that? And for me, it was just getting a few rituals, little, little, I've heard other people talking about like getting their favorite aftershave or shirt or, you know, like I've got a photo of my dad just above the desk where I study. And like, there are things that you can do to set something up to make the, to get you into that flow state. Like I've really heard some people talking about this in uh, some podcast interviews with Tim Ferriss and Joe Rogan, some other, some other really good interviews with people who talk about that. Don't grind, get yourself into the flow state, figure out what it is for you. And it might be, you know, whatever it is for you might be totally different than for me. But yeah. for me, 
getting that study area set, getting music, coffee, getting clean, getting in there and having everything that the kids know so it's all quiet, no interruptions and boom. And then I'd have breaks, like after 45 minutes or a piece of work was done, I completed a section or I got an overview done or whatever and I'd go for a walk out of the room. What I think it goes back to look the part, feel the part. You know what I mean? Like you, you're not going to go brief uh, a room full of CEOs in your flip-flops and shorts. I mean, unless that's your angle, then, hey, good on you. But you're probably going to do your hair, shave, put a nice suit on, tuck your shirt in. Like you're going to look around. You're going to look good. You're going to feel good. And then that is going to put you into that flow state of like, hey, now I can speak the way I want to because I look good and I feel good. You know, just an example. But, you know, as you're saying, that's what I that's what I do. You know, uh, if I walk around and I'm giving a class or instructing or something like that, I fix my hair, I tuck my shirt in. I'm like, do I look professional? Because if you don't, one, people are going to, you know, that's public speaking. It's a whole nother thing. But, you know, people are, are going to be attentive to you or they're just going to ignore you by your by how you look. And then how you look is going to affect like, well, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Or am I even here today? So. My mistake you for a warrant officer. A warrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know because I'm actually, you know, ah, that joke's old. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's never old. But I was going to be the devil's advocate for you, Mel. And, you know, it's it's good to have um, a kind of a system in place to get into that flow state. But I think there's also times where you can use it as an excuse. You can sit there and say, well, I don't have all the things that I normally do to yeah, get yeah. into get these things done. So you have to, in your back pocket, you have to be able to, there are times you're just like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I have to grind whether, you know, I mean, I've done paper sitting in my car, literally I've done, I mean, just because it, it's all the time I had. It's like, dude, I got 45 minutes. I got to sit in a parking lot outside of Walmart, you know, with all the meth heads and just knock this thing out. Yeah. I did the same thing. It was like, oh, all those things, hundred percent wraps. Cause it's only about actions that have advanced the ball down the field, right? Like if you've, yeah. if you spent hours and nothing has occurred, you've done nothing. You have not been right. productive. There is a product, there's a there's an outcome, there's a result that people can measure that's happened or has not happened. Like I did the same thing, like I got on a flight out of LA actually over the North Pole back to the Middle East and it was like I had a paper to do and it was done when I landed, you know, it was like fully complete, ready to go. But it was, I was on an, on an airline, I was not, I was not comfortable, it was not good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it needed to be done, right? So get on with it, yeah. Have you got anything else to add there, Mike? Any, uh, any, do you have any stuff that you're, you're trialing now with your uni work for the first time, like accessing a flow state or is any of this resonating with you or you, you're like, no, nah, I don't need it. No, if I'm being hundred percent transparent, uh, being away for five days and then getting caught down in Texas extra time because of tornadoes and weather, uh, I missed, I missed a day of work and now I'm coming back with a compounded four day schedule. Uh, of not only 10 to 12 hour days of regular work, but now I also have school assignments that are due. And this is literally kind of the perfect topic to discuss for me this week. And I'm like thinking about, I actually have my notebook out and I'm making notes as I go down now about how to break up my assignments and how to get myself mentally prepared to be able to accomplish everything I have to do. So this is actually perfect. And it's kind of funny how it always works out that way. But uh well, one of the things like Rafter was just saying, right? Like me, these little things now, I'm pretty fast at setting that room up. This is like under 10 minutes to, to get the room in that state and then I can go. It was slower than that before. And also when I have those little breaks and walk around the house or have a coffee or go outside or whatever it is, I've done something. It's not like, oh, there's 45 minutes, you know, I've got a blank Microsoft Word document, word count zero and go for a walk because I've just been stuck. No, no, no. Like you, you don't get, there's no reward if you haven't, done something yeah you can't stare, stare at the instagram uh about the uh the product being sold while old girls up there with their booty and and all of their stuff going buy this buy this but don't look at me buy this but don't look at me you know you can't spend 45 minutes looking at that going well that's stupid <laughs> but i'm gonna well, right <laughs> did not get you in the yeah right. dude you, she has to hold a pomeranian it's the only way to do it <laughs> all right good so there's a couple of tips and uh, processes you've heard here about how we access our most productive state. Mike was talking about uh, the example being the zombie apocalypse game. So getting in the team environment where he's got a responsibility outside himself. 
comms, uh, getting himself into that mental and inter interdependence so other people are relying on him and he gets to focus off himself. He has a big picture. So he, while he's going on a routine run, he's picturing that same run in combat and then that makes the, the training run easy. I really like that. Raf had, um, he engages in a willpower exercise every day. He must suffer and he gets himself into uh, a place of power with cold showers and workouts. He has checklists to get through uh, all of his stuff. He has, he's realistic when he schedules and he works mainly on four big things. And if he gets through them, then he'll take on the extra. So realism with scheduling and fasting, uh, a common thread that I had as well. So staying sharp and focused. For me, it was uh, taking responsibility and cleaning up any integrity issues, getting clarity around big picture goals and automating decision-making. And that last one I had was just rituals around setting up an area to get into flow state for tasks you don't enjoy. So any uh, anything more for any more there, lads? Yeah, I, I think what uh, that last thing you said where you're setting up your little state, I think pregnant women call that nesting. So if I could just <laughs> Maybe I should uh, buy some of those strips and check. <laughs> <laughs> all right so from uh the three of us in currently south australia the west coast pacific northwest not the southeast and uh and over on the east coast there three different time zones it's nearly midnight here and the next one i'll be in another place again and i think raf might be traveling as well so you're gonna have to stay tuned for time zone realignment for the next one but from all of us to all of you stay focused stay well stay safe and see if you can't hit some productivity and flow states, all the best.